It'll be good. Well, uh, I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about uh, 2022. Over the last four or five years, uh, we as a church have done kind of a word of the year idea. Uh, You can still do that. I I welcome you to do that. You spend some time with God asking God to give you a word, some direction, a a thought for this year that will guide your time. I encourage you to do that. Uh, My word would probably be go uh, because our series right now is let's go. Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to put uh, the last 18, 20 months behind us and move forward and and see what God's going to do in the life of our church uh, with me individually and hopefully with you as well. Uh, But as you think about going, uh, have you ever uh, gotten ready for a trip? You're ready to go somewhere. You, you have to book the flight, or if you are one of these driver types that, you know, you like to drive to your destination, you plan out your itinerary, uh, you, you book the hotel, uh, you book the airline ticket, you, you have everything that you're going to do, you're ready to go. And then on the morning or the afternoon of, you get to the airport uh, between, you know, 30 minutes and three hours uh, before your flight de- leaves, depending on what type of person you are. And you're there, and once you get there, uh, there's lots of rules to be followed, uh, lots of instructions given. Because when you get to the airport, it's not just a matter of, do I have my stuff and do I know where I'm going? No, I have to check a bag, potentially. Uh, I have to go through security and show my driver's license or my passport along with my boarding pass, whether that's on your mobile device or your old school and you still like to print yours out. I have to wear a mask. I have to follow a rule. And I have to get to my gate. And then when it's time to board, I have a certain group I should board with. And if I don't, they're probably going to get rid of my ticket. They're going to kick me off. Because the red light flashes if you board with the wrong group and they don't like that. And then when I get on the plane, unless I'm flying southwest, I go to the seat that has been assigned to me. And heaven forbid you sit in the wrong seat because that person behind you who's loving and gracious whose seat you took is going to tell you about it. And when you get off the, when you get on the plane, you buckle your seatbelt, the tray table's up, the seat back is forward, you take off, and then at a certain time you can move everything around, but you still got to follow the instructions. You still got to keep your mask on. You got to do all these things. And when you land, you get your luggage, you go to your destination. But as I think about that process about just going and, and all the things that it entails in going somewhere and all the, the ways in which we have to follow directions and rules, sometimes even rules and directions we don't want to follow. Sometimes we don't want to do those things. I don't want to wear my seatbelt all the time on the airplane because if we crash, that seatbelt probably is not going to help me. I, I've been on thousands of planes. I, I know. Like, if that air thing pops down, you better make sure you put it over your nose. Okay, that's a big, big important thing. Big important. But some of those rules I want to follow and others I don't. But I do it anyway. That's a great rule for life. There's some rules we don't want to follow, but we should do it because it's wise. And if you want to get ready for a trip, you know there's rules you're going to have to follow. And even if you don't want to, you do it. The same is true in life. When you and I want to 
go somewhere in life, there are some things, sometimes verbally, other times non-verbally, instructions, rules, guidelines, wisdom that we need to follow that we may or may not want to in our independence want to go after, but we do. I think about over the last few, few months, um, last year we remodeled the inside here. We got rid of our pews, put new carpet and chairs and wonderful. And then we had this crazy thing called COVID. You might've heard of it. And we didn't meet for a while. And then when we met again, we put these chairs that you see before you today that you're in the same distance apart that we had our pews beforehand. Same distance. The pew, small space, pew. So we did the same thing. Row, small space, row. And I had dozens of people tell me and other staff, man, these are close together. When you walked into Walgreens or the grocery store or some other establishment over the past 18 months, you've seen maybe some stickers on the floor. And they have some writing on it. And then approximately six feet apart, another sticker on the floor providing instruction, wisdom for you. And even now, when some of those stickers have been removed, you watch how people stand in line today. We don't stand in line the same way we did 18 months ago. Verbal and nonverbal, some things for wisdom as we try to keep one another safe, as we try to help each other. And, and as you and I consider how we're going to go in 2022, how we're going to move through life in 2022, not just as an individual, but as a church family, I want us to be ready to go. I, I want us to look at the source of, of wisdom and instruction. Because what I don't want to happen is when, when you don't pay attention to rules and guidelines, when, when you miss those nuggets of wisdom from somebody, when, when you don't do what a, a teacher or a supervisor or an airline employee tells you, oftentimes you're going to miss an opportunity. You're going to have to double your effort and, and work twice as hard. You, you might even spend a lot more money than you originally would have if you would have listened and so that's true in kind of our practical, you know, just sort of mundane living, but it's also true when it comes to things about how we live for the kingdom, how we live in relationship with God and relationship with others, that I want us to go to the source of wisdom so we don't miss opportunities, so we don't waste energy. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at what it takes to go, to go in a big way with God. As we think about our Prepare the Way initiative that we launched uh, two years ago nearly and how we have, are thinking about our vision of becoming disciple-making missionaries, strengthening families, loving neighbors, and transforming the community of the gospel. How are we going to do that? What are some things that we need to know as we move into 2022? How do we get ready to, to relaunch, to go forward, to move ahead? As we think about what it means to be a disciple-making missionary, what it means to create a space for our neighbor, which was the, the main theme of our, of our capital campaign of Prepare the Way so we can have this new commons area out here that people know, our new parking lot that we already see, these wonderful chairs that you're sitting in. 
How do we do that? Create that space for an error. What are some ways that we move forward? And then how are we going to continue to reach our community? This tri-county area that we live in of Harris County, Galveston County, and Brazoria County. How are we going to do that? Well, we'd all get together and have a lot of great ideas. But I want to go to the source of wisdom. And if we're going to go as as a people, as a person, as a church family, how do we do that? I want us to be ready for the journey. And that's what we're going to talk about today is getting ready. So if you've got a Bible, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 2. There in the Old Testament, uh, right next to Psalms, uh, you know, about three-eighths of the way through the Bible. Uh, Proverbs chapter 2, Solomon, who was the wisest man to ever live, wrote these Proverbs. And as you think about Proverbs, uh, oftentimes people think, oh, well, it says this in the Proverbs, and so it has to be true all the time. Well, no, a proverb is a wisdom saying. It's a general guideline of wisdom. It's not like 100%, you can pin it, it's going to happen every time. No, a proverb is helping us, helping guide us to the right path in the right way. And so as you and I think about our path in 2022, as we think about our path individually, as we think about our path collectively, I want us to dive in to the wisdom of God so that we know which way to go. But we got to listen We need to pay attention. We need to gain understanding. We need to hear from God. And so that's what I'm hoping we will do over the next few weeks as we look forward to this year. So Proverbs 2, verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the path of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. As we think about going this year, I want us to go to the Lord because he is the one who gives wisdom. This first step of of going on a journey is to actually understand which way should I go? Where do I go? How do I go? In, In what direction should we go? The challenge for us is not just to stay there, though. That's what happens a lot of times is we get stuck in the thinking stage, and we have paralysis of analysis where we just analyze every option and we never actually move anywhere. But God is is calling us to, to seek after him, to go to him. If, if you want something big to happen in your life this year, no matter what that is, where do we need to go? We need to go to God because God is the source of wisdom. If you need direction, the one place you and I should go is God. If you need direction in your life, if you need some wisdom, go to God. He's the source of wisdom. He gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Solomon is writing this. Solomon's the wisest person to ever live. And Solomon doesn't say, hey, uh, if you need help, uh, just read what I'm telling you. Solomon doesn't say, uh, hey, uh, nation of Israel, if you've got something, I'm your man. No, he says, go to God. God is the source of wisdom and understanding. 
Another way to say it is only the Lord can make someone wise. He's the only one who can give us wisdom. And as I look at that verse, a simple way to say it is the Lord is the one, the one, who gives us wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And so when you and I are connected to God, when we live in a way, because Solomon is writing this to the nation of Israel, hoping that they're already devoted to God. Like the, the premise is you're already devoted to God. And you're just seeking him in a greater way so that you'll have better understanding on how to live life. So when you and I live a life connected to God, that means in a right relationship with him, blameless, not perfect, but blameless, that no one can hold anything against you and God doesn't have anything against you, then some great things are going to happen for you. Not only am I going to be seeking already the wisdom of God, but God is storing up wisdom for me. That's a strange statement to me. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. So when you and I are living in, a, in the right kind of way, devoted to God, God has this storehouse of wisdom that whenever we go to him, he's just going to hand it to us. He's going to give it to us. He's going to give us the right direction. Do you know how those people that just always seem to make the right decision? Because they're the people you go to when you have a problem. Because they always know the right way to go. They're, they're wise and upright. And most of, those time, most of that time, those people are older than you. They've lived a lot more life than you. And, and their life has a pattern of faithfulness. Is God's just giving them wisdom and, because he stored it up for them because of their upright, righteous lifestyle. One commentator said it this way, that, that God stores up wisdom for us. He has it ready for us. And then in the moment we have the need, he provides it to us so that we are effective. He stores up sound wisdom for us so that we are effective. And what, what a great characteristic to have to be effective. We, we all know people in our life that are ineffective. You might sit next to them in chemistry. They're just ineffective. They're just, you know, not so good. That, that may, they might be that employee down the hall that every time you walk by, they're switching their browser from solitaire to whatever they're supposed to be doing. Like, they're just not effective. But what a, what a great trait to be effective. I, I want to be a person who's effective. And so I want to seek out the wisdom of God. Because he freely gives it to us. Even James, the New Testament writer, half-brother of Jesus, said, if you and I lack wisdom, ask God because he gives it generously, liberally. He, he wants to give it away. I, I love that word liberally because I think about ointment. If you read the directions, apply liberally. What does that mean exactly? Like, more than you ever would want to? Yes. But that's it. That, that's wisdom. God wants to give you more wisdom so the next time you have a scratch or a cut and you put Neosporin on it, you're going to think about God's wisdom, okay? It's all for free today. Happy New Year. But, but we think about that. That's what God wants to do, though. He wants to give us generously the wisdom that he has so we'll make sound and right decisions. 
But as you and I walk with him and we go on an adventure with him, sometimes it's easy. It's easy just to sort of stay in the, in the safety of those who are like us, those who walk with the Lord. Uh, but the Lord wants you to go. And the reason why I know he wants you to go because he says that not just does he store up wisdom for you, but he's a shield to those who walk in integrity. He guards the, path, the paths of justice and he watches over the way of the saints. God's expecting you and I to be on a journey, a, a journey of faithfulness, but a, a journey into a world where you need defense where you need shielding, where you need guarding, where, where you need someone to speak on your behalf. And so when you and I walk with integrity, God guards us. He guards our steps. He defends us. And, and have you ever been in one of those situations where you know you did what was right, but you have to explain it over and over and over again because people just don't believe you? or because somebody else has an alternate version or three other versions, and, and you're, con you just, you're, you're just exhausted because you're having to defend yourself by your actions when you know it's not, not wrong. Now, sometimes you have to defend your actions because you are wrong, and you're weaving a great story for everyone to hear. But, but I love this passage because when you and I walk with integrity, when we walk upright, when we walk in connection with God, he will defend us. He'll be the one to bring others to speak on our behalf. He will, the one, he will be the one that shuts the mouths of those who are against us. He'll be the one. But he'll also shield us. He'll guard us. The implication is that you and I are actually walking into dangerous places. That's the implication here is that you and I, if we're living on an adventure with God, if we're going into the world to shine light into the darkness, then we actually need some defense. We need some guarding. We need some shielding. I'm afraid that most of us don't ever need this because we don't ever get into the darkness. We just sort of stay in our holy huddle. And yet, God's calling us to be on an adventure. I, I don't know if you've ever been hiking or out in the woods late at night but a number of years ago, I, I was able to go on a, a kind of a three-day hike uh, up in the mountains, uh, 14,000 feet. We spent the night. It, we had a trail and a guide and all that. And it was tons of fun, you know, 30 or 40-pound pack. Uh, it was so much fun. And, and, and there was a, a lady on the trip that uh, she had a knee issue. And so at a certain point, she couldn't carry her pack. And so we all got to share that. We put the youngest guy in charge of that, um, and, and he was kind of a mountain guy anyway, so he loved it. You know, pack on the front, pack on the back. He had 80 pounds, and he's just like, yeah. It was wonderful. But, but a couple of things tell me about that, about that adventure that we were on. One, I made sure that most of the time I, I could see our guide. I didn't want him out of my sight. I'm at 12,000 feet in the middle of Colorado, no cell phone, haven't had a bath in a few days. Like, I'm not losing that guy. Two, there were occasions when we stopped 
And it said, hey, you're free to explore. You can go this way, you can go this way, you can go this way. So we did. But it was amazing to me for me to watch myself and others, how we would all explore to an extent. But only one guy, the same guy who carried both packs, went beyond what I would call like a safe zone where you could either hear or see the camp. The rest of us got just to the edge of our comfort zone and we stopped because we didn't want to lose sight. Because in all of our minds, if we got lost, we were dead. That was our thought, which wasn't going to happen, but that was our thought. And and as I think about this passage and the wisdom needed to move out, to go on an adventure, how often am I content just to sort of stay in a circle of safety? Close enough to where, oh, if it gets too tough, I'll run back. Instead of allowing God to defend us, to guard us, to watch over us. We, in, a, in English, we love rhyming poetry. In Hebrew, they love parallelism. So they say the same thing in different ways. That's their poetry. Our poetry is rhyming. Their poetry, and the reason why Solomon writes it this way, where he says, shield, guard, watch over. All those protective words together are this beautiful, in the Hebrew language, a beautiful picture of God's presence with someone when they are actually going. And walking upright with him. And so as you and I consider 2022, are we going with him on an adventure? Are we staying in the safety of the comfortable brown chairs? Are we staying in the safety of, oh, I've got these people? Or am I willing to go out and trust that God will defend me, he will guard me, he will shield me as I go and live out my faith in a dark world? Because I'm living with righteousness, justice, and love. And I want to show that to the world. Because when you and I do that, there's a great consequence to that. The the consequence, and we usually think of consequence as a negative thing, right? There's a consequence to your actions. Uh, Yes, that's true. Don't be late. Don't break things. There's consequences if you do those things. But there's also positive consequences. When you and I live according to God's standards, there's great confidence. We live a lifestyle of integrity and blamelessness. We show other people love and grace and joy that they don't have, and they wonder why. And it allows you to have a conversation with someone who might be very different from you. It it might allow you to, to engage someone who doesn't think or act like you, who doesn't run in the same circles. What a joy 2022 would be is if you actually got to know somebody who's completely different than you. What a joy that would be. And allow God to defend you in those moments. God to, to speak through you great wisdom, the wisdom that only comes from him. And as I picture that, that he's guarding me, he's defending me, he's watching over me. And as all that's happening, then you know what? I have understanding. 
I understanding what it mean, I understand what it means to be righteous. I understand justice and goodness. I'll be ready to go because I'll know the path to take and I'll, I'll take the good path as verse nine says, the good path. You'll know who to bring along. You will go with the best of intentions. You'll go with righteousness and truth because God's wisdom has been stored up in your heart because he's given it to you generously. And as you go, there'll be joy. It says there you'll, um, I gotta find it again because I can't read. Uh, I can read, thank you. Um, It'll be pleasant to your soul. There'll be joy as you go. I wanna be full of joy this year as I go on a great adventure with God. The message version, paraphrase, whatever it's called, if you've ever heard of it, it's a, it's a paraphrase of the Bible. It says this about verse, verse nine. It interprets verse nine this way. So now, if you have the wisdom of God, you have the protection of God, now you can pick out what's true and fair and find all the good trails. Every hiker wants to find the good trail. And when they find that trail, they don't stop at the trailhead. Oh, hey, we found it. Awesome, let's go home. No, you don't do that. If you're a hiker and you find a good trailhead, what do you do? You go on the hike. You go. So let's go. I I want us to go on the good trails that God has for us this year. And some of those trails are going to be challenging. Some of them are going to be steep and rocky and difficult. Some of them are going to be exciting. We're going to see all kinds of amazing things as we go. But I want us to go on the good trails this year with the wisdom of God, sharing that wisdom with others. As we think about being a disciple-making missionary, as we think about strengthening our families, as we think about loving our neighbors, as we think about how we can transform our community for the gospel, those are trails that God has set out before us so let's go on those good trails. Let's go on the trail that helps us create a space for our neighbors so that whenever we do engage them and love on them and give them the truth of the gospel, that when they visit with us, when they come here and we say, hey, meet me at church, they'll know where to go and they'll know who to talk to and we'll have a great space for them. I want to think about those trails that we haven't even explored yet. There's lots of trails we haven't explored yet in our community, in our region. And God's calling us to those. So let's look for those good trails. God has all of us. He should have all of us looking for a new trail. And my prayer is that you'll find some new trails this year to go on an adventure with your Heavenly Father. Will you pray with me?